Welcome to the 68th episode of Downtime Podcast. I'm Elisa. I'm Jeremy. And we have a very special episode for you today. I think every episode is a special episode, though. Yes. Right. But it's not often that you get a trailer that's 48 minutes. Ah. Are you referring to a certain game? That's That rhymes with Liberdunk. <laughs> You can't 20, even hide 20 heaven, yes. You can't even hide it at that point. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But aside from that, uh, non-video game related, I'm all right right now. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, we're recording this on a Thursday. It was a pretty slow Thursday for me, but it got pretty fast towards the end of the day, physically, actually. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. So, so I think you owe a story... I do. I got hints. I got hints before <laughs> we recorded this episode, and now I want to know more. <laughs> so, long story short, I drove a Lamborghini today, <laughs> and not just any Lamborghini. It was a 2018 Lamborghini Huracan. That's H-U-R-C-A-N. H-U-R-A-C-A-N. Sorry, it's a two hundred thousand dollar Italian sports car, and. God damn it, Jeremy. The reason why I drove this car... Well, okay, let me clear something up really quick. I'm not a huge car guy. If it's got four wheels and it's got an engine, it's on my list of take me to A and B, you know? But yeah. there are certain cars that I do admire and I do like, and certain brands of cars that I do admire and do like. I'm not saying I know every technical speci- specification about cars, nor do I look at the price tag so often as to think that, oh, that's out of my price range. Because I know every Italian car, every sports car, every supercar is out of my price range. The only cars that I would look at for actually driving in real life and an everyday driver would be on Craigslist under the under $500 section. I'm just kidding, but overall, <laughs> you know, I, I I don't need a two-door Italian sports car to get me to, from point A to point B. And that's that, fair. Exactly. But that being said, I do admire sports cars, and I, I do like the look of them. I like the sounds of them. I like watching them either through YouTubers who have a lot of money and drive them or you know, shows like The Grand Tour on Amazon, which show like, you know, like Jeremy Clarkson, Richard Hammond. I've definitely heard of that show before. It's basically Top Gear, but not Top Gear. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that being said, today I, I drove my friend's Lamborghini because I've been bugging him for weeks. So one day today he sh- he shoots me a text. He's like, hey, I brought it. I'm like, what? He's like, you know, the thing that you've been asking me for the, for the past <laughs> like month. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. And then I go outside and he's there and he's waiting for oh me. Oh my god! And he's like, "You ready to go?" I'm like, "Yeah." And then though, and so then he just like blasts off down the street. We're like, "Oh snap!" And like I wow. literally, I he like he put the pedal all the way down to the floor, and I was literally pushed back into my seat. Like <laughs> it was insane. And there are all these people staring at us. And so after that little burst of speed, he's like, "All right, now it's your turn." I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, dude, you've been bugging me to drive it. Let's go drive it." And so I was like, oh. "Like my heart was beating really fast." Holy I was crap! Like, Oh okay, <laughs> I because cause you showed you showed a picture of in the passenger seat, but you actually drove it. Yes, I actually drove it. So holy crap! We pull over, right? And he gets out and he's like, "All right, 
So I get into the driver's seat. He sits down in the passenger seat and he's like, all right, so these are the win- the buttons to open the windows. And they're actually not on the door. They're on the top console to like lower the windows and open the windows. They're like next to the emergency light button. It was so weird. Wow. Um, of course, it's got two parking brakes. It's got paddle shifters, um, LCD screens on the inside. I adjust the mirrors. I adjust the seat. Um, and he's like, all right, I want you to press the pedal down all the way after all these cars pass. I was like, what? He's like, he's like, yeah, do it. So all the cars pass. And then I just, I hammer it down. And then I feel the jump again. Like hit, I, hit, oh my God. I feel the back of my head, like hit the back of the seat. I was like, oh shit, dude. So we're speeding off down the Embarcadero in San Francisco. And wow. Then we, on Embarcadero. I know. And then this is like real need for speed. Yo, for real though. I felt like Dominic Toretto in Fast and Furious just Mm-mm-mm. with more hair. Um, with more um, hair <laughs> so we passed by pier 39 and then there was all these people looking at the car and my friend's like yeah people stare like he did he did like he knows it's happening but he doesn't really care but he's like yeah. laughing it off too he's like oh. and then we have the windows the windows rolled down and there's a guy like hollering at us like hey do a burnout do a burnout and my friend <laughs> my friend reaches out the window he's like are you gonna pay for my tires and the guy just keeps walking by Oh my gosh. <laughs> so then um That is crazy. Yeah, and so then you know we're driving by all these people are like taking pictures of the car. I hear a kid exclaim like, "Oh my god, it's a Lamborghini." And I'm looking at him. I like I do that like like that asshole grin, but then also that nod. I'm like, "Yeah, what's up, kid?" You know, like I'm driving Wow. <laughs> you're one of those now. <laughs> just just for a brief moment. I didn't want to go <laughs> too deep into it. Um but no, the overall driving experience, it was insane. It had like three different modes. It was like sport mode. Um, like each with each mode, the car gets like lower and lower. I was like, holy shit. Um, but yeah, no, we drove it back to the office and he's like, how'd you like it? I said, wow, this this is insane. This is one of the coolest things I've ever done in my entire life. Was That's insane though. Yeah, holy shit. Like, That's was, true Silicon Valley right there. For real. Like, holy crap, how do I get that much money to afford myself a Lambo? Oh, my God. But that was probably the best thing that happened to me this week. So, For sure. That yeah. is crazy that he actually let you drive and he let you floor it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, whenever there's, a, whenever there's a straightaway, just floor it. So every straightaway there was from, like, North Beach to Embarcadero to, like, some random side streets, I floored it. it how was much insane. control did the... The the steering and the and the car and brakes and everything have in general. It was so sensitive. I'm assuming so because that's what a lot of European cars are. Yeah, like the whole the thing overall was like super sensitive for whatever reason. Like I think there were also race brakes that he installed in it. So of course when you press the brake even a little bit, it'll lock up and stop yeah. for you know it'll it won't do the thing like when you're driving a regular car where you tap on the brakes a little bit and it like kind of slows down yeah with the, Lam- with the lamborghini if you touch the brake a little bit it'll it feels like it's almost going to come to a complete stop mm. which is fine i mean you're you're yeah. paying for a race car essentially a street legal race car it's true but yeah overall wonderful experience if if you ever, if anyone that's listening ever has a chance to drive a sports car, do it. Just do it. Just do it because it's so Just cool. Just do it. Uh, in in the Bay Area in Napa, you can actually rent sports cars and drive them around. Yeah, Napa because winters. that area. Yeah, that uh, what is it called? Sonoma, like Speedway or something yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that. Yep. Yeah, there's that Speedway there, and people yeah. take their cars up to that track and just drag down it or race around it. It's cool. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. 
Yeah. But um yeah, that's cool. I'll do it again. I know. That's really that's really fun though. Yeah, I feel like a video Imagine game. Imagine if you dr- if you guys did this at night like on the sunset. Oh boy. <laughs> Damn. That would that, be crazy. That would be really cinematic. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I can't bother him anymore about driving it because I've met my quota. He, he met your quota. So, I mean, I've been bugging him for almost a month now and he finally brought it in, so. For sure. I think it, I think it was awesome. And he yeah. brought it to work, which is so cool. You know, he brought it to my office, which is really nice. I know. Nice. That's really cool. So, shout out to you, dude. I'm so impressed. Thank you. And uh, I'm sure he is impressed as well. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what was the coolest thing that you did today? work <laughs> <laughs> all right all right don't brag about it come on come on Lisa. you don't have to brag <laughs> no really like it was it wasn't it was just work i worked today no oh, that's cool i mean yeah gotta make that money right gotta make that bank this is kind of random too i've been um did i tell you that i have a drone no, you did not tell me you have a drone. Is this new? No, this is like from December of last year. Okay. <laughs> I bought a DJI Spark. Um, simply because I wanted to have something that could fly with a camera, but not invest too much money into it that if it breaks because it's so big or because I landed incorrectly that it's not too expensive to either repurchase or, you know, repair. Doesn't San Francisco have pretty strict laws regarding drones compared to the rest of California. Yes, because there's a lot of heliports. There's a lot of things in the city that could cause, you know, just damage overall if you were to like, or well, privacy is also a factor too. Um, yeah. The city is so densely populated that one of the rules about flying a drone in general, not just in, in any city, is that you're not, you're never allowed to fly it over people. Yeah. Because if you do, then that's it's basically illegal. It's just it's just the law, and they don't want people flying drones over people because if the drone crashes, you're liable to injure someone. Mm-hmm. But have you used it yet? I've flown around my hometown, which is also kind of illegal since it's near an airport. But oh, okay. This is like back in December, but rules have changed slightly. Um, you're you need to register your drone with the FAA. This is only for listeners that are in the United States. Make sure if you buy a drone, doesn't matter if it's a hobby, a toy, or, or if you're a professional, you got to register your drone with the FAA. Um, and if you want to fly over people or you want to fly in kind of a restricted area, you have to get a waiver and kind of like an authorization, which is easy to do because the FAA has their, a website where you can register your drone, but also get the waivers and authorizations on the same page. That's convenient. Is, so you just create a quick account. It's $5 for three years to register your drone. You okay, register your that's drone. really cheap. It's it's so cheap, yeah. So you register your it's drone. Funny. It's funny because it's like, yeah, it's illegal, but if you want to do it, you know, don't mind all of this easy and cheap um, application. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, but before it was, if you wanted to fly your drone in kind of a restricted area or like a warning zone, you would have to reg- you would have to basically call ATC, the control tower at, at the nearest airport, and tell them, "Hey, I'm flying my drone at these coordinates. 
just want to let you know in case that you see it or if the police come and the ATC will be like, all right, cool. But I guess they've been getting so many calls from, you know, just just dads trying to fly their drone with their sons that, uh-huh. well, just the everyday public. Wait, that they okay. I was to... like, that's like, really? It's no, dads? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm just making a general statement. <laughs> like, you know, pe- just in general, people flying their drones who got it for Christmas or for their birthday. You know, there's so many people that have to register their drone on the FAA website. But also, there's a lot of people, I'm sure, in the Bay Area that want to fly their drone, but they can't because they're all near airports and you're not allowed to fly within five miles out of an airport or something like that of a rule. I think it was one mile or five miles, either one. So the FAA made a special section underneath where you can register your drone to basically fill out an online form for a waiver and authorization to fly your drone over people at night, et cetera, et cetera. Like all these restrictions that you probably couldn't do in the past, but had to always get permission from the nearest airport. But now you don't have to get permission from the nearest airport since you could just do it all online, which is awesome. For sure. Yeah. So I'm in, I'm trying to register my drone, not register my drone. Sorry. I'm trying to get a waiver to fly it in a couple weeks on the weekend Okay. Somewhere, somewhere in the city, uh, simply because I don't want to um, deal with having to get that permission like a week before. And I just want to like know how the whole process works. Yeah. So that it's just, you know what to do next time. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And you might as well just get your thing in the system so it's easier each time. Yeah. No. I mean, there's a whole way to do it. It's, it's very formal. Um, there's a certain language you have to use. You can't just be like, hey, yo, I'm going to fly my drone. Over here, you know, you have to like set exact coordinates where you're gonna fly it, and and yeah. you have to tell the FAA like, hey, um, these are the precautions I'm gonna be taking. Don't worry, I got this under control. I'm a sane, I'm a sane and sober person. Don't worry. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they, they just want to hear that you're gonna be okay flying the drone, and you have supervision, and there's other people watching out for you, et cetera, et cetera. For sure. But yeah, I mean, I haven't flown my drone actually since the winter time of this year so back in january so it's been quite some time what are you gonna record um there's like a i don't know how to explain it it's like my girlfriend's still in college and there's like an event going on for one of the organizations she's part of and yeah i didn't get any permission from them to fly the drone but i just want to do it because i want to fly the drone and I don't really know anyone at this functional event. So all I want to do is just fly the drone around and take cool pictures of things. Yeah. Why? Because <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah. I mean, it's a chance to get outside. It's over a lake, kind of. So it'll be fun. But yeah. No, that's the only reason. Nothing, nothing crazy. Not, not just, for sure. I'm not going to go out there by myself and be like, hey, guys, I'm flying a drone. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Something 2077, something future, something 48-minute trailer. Some, something, something, yeah. <laughs> so tell me your thoughts. You We both watched all 48 minutes of it. I have a question. Have you, you, you are one of those people who have not played The Witcher either, right? No. Okay. Um, did, so did you? I, no, I, I, I didn't. But I, okay. I remember we talked about not playing The Witcher before. 
Yeah. I just wanted to confirm that you haven't played it yet. That's correct. Okay, so um, just some context before we go into this, because just because I read into it. So The Witcher world is pretty huge, and Cyberpunk 2077, the Night City, is trying to match up to the size that The Witcher is based off of, which is already huge in the first place. Right, right. So what we see in the trailer is basically like a minuscule thing of what could potentially be the craziest most or what they say in the trailer the most believable city Hmm. in a video game because you know i've played a lot of open world games um i wouldn't say any of them are too lifelike well minus the yakuza series i think the yakuza series is the closest to any real city i've ever been to but Mm -hmm. also experienced in a video game Simply yeah. because the, pop- the, the there's so many NPCs on the screen, it's it's densely populated. There's so many things happening at once. Even when you're just standing there, there's like lights and music flashing. There's people talking. It's it's insane. It's awesome. I think it's really fun. But, yes. You know, there's also the opposite. Well, not to bash on Rockstar, but they make great games. GTA Five City almost feels empty at times. It's mostly oh, it's- car. It's mostly cars, which I understand because it's Los Angeles. It's a yeah. it's a recreation, digital recreation of Los Angeles. But at the same time, when you're walking around as a pedestrian, you see you don't really see that many people. And in real life, in Los Angeles, you'd see so many people walking down the street. GTA is definitely to supplement the actions of your player, not to really show the environment. Right, right. Which is, I believe, is kind of the opposite in the Yakuza games. Mm-hmm. Like the the game is all about the story. But yeah. beyond that, it's all about the environment. It's all about the city. It's true. And how you interact with it, too. Totally, totally. Uh, the creator of the Yakuza series even stated that uh, the cities, especially Kamurocho, are a character into itself because there's always shops popping up and changing. When you go to when you go from Yakuza Kiwami all the way to Yakuza 5, you always want to see what new things are there. You want to see what things changed. You want to see what happened to the the Popopo uh, store. You know the little yeah the little the convenience stores. Like, do they still look the same? Are they still in the same locations, et cetera, et cetera? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like the Yakuza games are the most open worldish type of games, but oh, open world city feel to them, like the realistic city feel. So if CD Projekt Red is saying they can top every open world city game i'll hold them to it i mean they've they've innovated other games before they've innovated basically rpgs in a sense so right off the bat watching the trailer what i thought was very interesting <laughs> was they it was just had a huge disclaimer on it the whole entire time and the narrator was also saying okay so what you're seeing may not be the actual game and what it turns out to be. Almost setting the expectation of, we know that you gamers get pissed off all the time, so we're just yeah. going to straight up tell you that this is a trailer, and some th- things might happen in between. This might get better. Some of these things get removed. But here is our official word so that you don't get pissed off. And I just thought that was so funny because really, like, gamers get upset by a lot of things. Yeah. It's like <laughs> so in in this day and age. I was waiting for the the narrator to be like, remember that Watch Dogs trailer from years ago? Well, don't <laughs> worry. This is not like that. 
But remember, <laughs> this is not the final game. Things can change. <laughs> can we talk about how that was one of the best fucking narrators yeah. that I've that I've, I've I think I've ever heard. <laughs> my, my, I, I just I would laugh at everything that they would say. Like, oh my god, the narrator, and uh, like the part where you get into the car and start driving. They're like, yeah. this is so and so sweet ride. Make sure that you take it down Night City. You can drive anywhere and anything from and a plethora of vehicles from cars, you know, uh, motorcycles, <laughs> stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, why are you? Why do you sound like you're holding something back? <laughs> the narrator, uh, uh, like in the first scene where you're investigating the bodies, what yeah. seemed a lot more just like, okay, cool, this is a narrator. But when. The character, V and Jackie, got into the real life setting and they were just living their everyday life and doing side quests. The narrator got really ridiculous. It was like the narrator <laughs> was like, it was like got too obvious in stating the obvious or like explained so much more than I even cared about. <laughs> like, I think one of my favorite ones is. Look at the samurai jacket. Not only does this jacket pr provide protection but street cred. <laughs> and I was like, I, I, I guess I cared about the street cred so much. It's like, why do you sound like every every video game try company trying to relate to kids? You I know? know. I was waiting for the announcer to be like, see that samurai jacket? That samurai jacket's lit, son. <laughs> I would have started, I would have started like dying. You want that street cred, son? That jacket's lit. Make sure you purchase that with your <laughs> in-game currency. <laughs> That's the next step, though. Like, oh. oh, God. That, like, the next time they release, like, an hour and a half movie trailer, like, in a year before the game comes out, that's the next level of narrator. Oh, please, no. <laughs> I, I know. It's like that, um, it's like the meme where you see the guy's brain and every time something happens, the brain's activated more and more. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> you become more and more enlightened or whatever. I know. I also liked his comment. Like, one of the commentaries that stuck out to me was, like, there was, like, a, a shootout towards the end. And then he goes, I think we got rid of them. That was intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, that was crazy. <laughs> you almost died. But don't worry, this is not a final game. Still work in progress. <laughs> That's what the whole trailer was like. It was so good, though. It was so good. And you know what? I like. I I appreciate that they went in this really freaking comical route because, like, let's face it. Like the game looks nice. Like, but you kind of ex like if you know what The Witcher is, you kind of expect the game to be nice. So that it's not like there was ever going to be like an argument about that. And yeah. obviously they're showing gameplay. And you know, the gameplay the gameplay was not dry, but it was just, you know, gameplay of the side quests. But the narrator yeah. just took that trailer to the next level. <laughs> the narrator loved that trailer <laughs> like, more than the fans did. I know. It, it, it sounded like the narrator was trying to keep in all of his excitement. But yeah. Not outburst it too much. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> but, and, and every time he said like the game was a work in progress was like he was reading an ad. Almost. Yeah, every time. An, an ad read during a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Meta. Oh, speak I know. Speaking of ads, there there was this one scene where he's walking through 
kind of like in an under an overpass and there were billboard ads and he was like so these are advertisements and this is like such and such and now i'm gonna show you how to find a soda (laughs) (laughs) but remember that soda is still a work in progress (laughs) i know (laughs) um but i like aside from the narrator i think that it was you know it was a really nice gameplay trailer it was cool. I actually watched all 48 minutes of it. It might have also been the narrator, though. I like, but it was, you know, pretty. I think outside of the narrator, it was just a really nice looking gameplay. Yeah, I think so, too. And I've mentioned this before that I'm a fan of RPGs, kind of like the Elder Scrolls slash Fallout series, basically Bethesda stuff. And I also like shooters. So this is definitely a game that's right up my alley. I also love cyberpunk. I Stuff like um, Blade Akira. Runner. Akira. Akira, Blade Runner, Blade Runner, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all, all I the Blade dark, Runner. the dark, moody science fictiony stuff, yes. really like speaks to me as as far as the gameplays and movies go. Um, that, when I say gameplays, I meant games, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, no, so, I got you. Uh, yeah, this game really, I, it, it, I think I'm gonna buy it, but definitely not day one. I kind of want to wait. Yeah, um, I don't know if I want to shell out the full whatever it is for this game, but I know in the future. It will probably stay the same price since CD Projekt Red is known for creating pretty high quality stuff that doesn't really degrade in value, meaning that the game will always be the same price no matter what. Kind of like Nintendo games, yeah. Which is which I understand because you're you're basically paying for an expensive service because CD Projekt Red always releases well not always but they are known for being a friendly developer. They release their games for free, not games and I'm, I'm not games. I mean DLC. Um, and they, they're one of the companies that started, uh, GOG or at least some of the guys did, they started good old games. So they, they're, they're definitely gamers that became developers rather gamers that want to, um, give back to gamers. Yeah. The, so I know I'm aware that the Witcher series can take easily like over 200 hours to finish kind of similar to a Skyrim. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm assuming this game will also be that long. Probably. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially because, um, like I haven't played The Witcher, but I'm aware that, um, they like to, they like to create, uh, choice trees. So I'm assuming that, um, Cyberpunk is also going to have that too, where different decisions can affect other actions in the game. Yeah, no, totally. I think I, we got a hint of that when, especially when he was sitting in the player V was sitting in the car and she was talking to that mob boss dude and they were talking about stuff and then like the dialogue tree came up and V had to answer all the questions. Yeah. They, they mentioned it. The answer mentioned it. Like, oh, you can go in different paths with the different decisions that you make. You want to take a job out loud? You could do that. You want to hack into the system? You could do that. Remember, it's all still a work in progress. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's all, that's that's great. Why are you telling me that again? Why are you telling me it's a work in progress? I don't need to know. I swear, that narrator, sometimes I'm just like, I didn't ask. Yeah, no. thank you. I didn't ask, but thank you, honestly. Yeah. It sounds like I'm making fun of the narrator. I'm not. I just think he added a little bit of spice to the whole trailer. A good spice. He added a wonderful spice. I think that if the trailer was released, it would have been like, okay, like this looks pretty and the gameplay looks cool, but that's it. But the narrator really took it to the next level. Hell yeah. 
Oh, you know, one cool thing of the gameplay that I actually thought really liked was towards the end where they were teaching you how when you're infiltrating a gang and you knock someone out that you can access their network and by accessing their network, you can access the whole gang's internal network and affect a decision or change something. I thought oh, that was yeah. really cool. It was very Ghost in the Shell-like. Uh, but yeah. That, yeah, but that concept was like, oh my god, I'm so for this. This is awesome. Yeah. No, totally. I, a lot of things in the game really got me hyped. Yeah. It, it. I mean, like, because you've followed this. How long has this been in production? Like, since 2012? or so, A long-ass time. Like, yeah, 10, oh, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forget. I yeah. I haven't been following it actively. I've just been keeping tabs on it every so often. Like every couple mm-hmm. of years, I'll be like, Cyberpunk, how's it going? I would like look, go to the website, see the news, you know. Um, yeah, for sure. Follow people's comments on Reddit, see what they're talking about. So I wasn't too extensive into the, the, the progress of it, but I'm happy that they actually showed something before, yeah. the, before this trailer. I think this game is probably a year and a half to two years out with how much promotion they've done since E3 this year. Yeah, because it looks pretty on track to finish within that time frame you just mentioned, simply because all the assets look done, the game looks beautiful. There's a lot of dialogue. There's a lot of gameplay-focused things that are just ready for anyone to pick up and start playing. Yeah, when you release that much content, you're about two years or less to finishing it. Oh, totally. I just wonder how much of the city they're done with, too. I just think it's interesting because uh, out of Gamescom, uh, we talked about it. They showed a few of new screenshots and concept photos. Yeah. And yeah. P- people like, you know, what we were talking about, everyone gets pissed off for no reason. But everyone was like, oh, my God, these concept photos, like, they don't look that great. Mm-hmm, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, ugh, God. <laughs> Hey guys, your friendly 48-minute trailer narrator here just going to remind you that these screenshots are a work in progress. <laughs> you sound like the uh, the South Park guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, at, yeah. At the at the bank. If you I don't know if you know that episode. I do. I do know what you're talking about. Okay. Maybe that's where I'm drawing the voice from, but <laughs> I don't I even forgot what the narrator's voice was of the trailer. I just I'm just making an example. It was epic though. Yeah, it was epic. It was great. I know. Um, other than the trailer, we're both playing Yakuza. Yes. I'm, um, I'm on chapter two, so basically where the demo begins. For sure. I'm a little bit past chapter two now. Okay, so a few things from chapter one is, one, it's so nice to, like, it, it's it's fun seeing everyone age. So when you see Haruka is, like, visibly a lot older, I was like, oh, this is kind of adorable. This is cute. When you, when you said that, I thought of Kiryu. I was like, he doesn't age. He does not age at all. But Daigo, though, like, man, he definitely aged. Or, like, he's definitely younger, so. Yeah, he looks like a brat. He acts like a brat. Yeah. Which is going to be an epic storyline, in my opinion. I'm totally. already excited about the story. Okay, can we talk about how his mom, Yayoi, is so badass? Oh, yeah. No, she, like, ran that room. She ran everyone that, in that room. I know. That was so awesome. That was, like, when that part of Chapter 1 came on, I got hyped. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be freaking epic. I'm so excited. But, oh, yeah. yeah, that was such a cool scene. I'd love to see more of her, too. 
Yeah, I think she's going to make an appearance again. She has to. Like, why would she not? Yeah, pretty much. Well, now they're in Dotonbori. But, um, Sotenbori. Sorry, they're they're in Sotenbori. Yeah, same thing. Literally, same thing. <laughs> Literally, the realistic same thing. So, they're... <laughs> so, but, like, I'm assuming when they go back to Kamarucho, then we're going to see Yayoi again. Mm, totally. Oh, boy. Um, I can't wait to play as Majima. I can't wait. Oh, I know. I know. I'm, like, I'm assuming it's going to happen in Chapter 3 or Chapter 4. Good. I'm just waiting for it. Good, good, good. Yeah. Um, I wanted to make a comment about something that I is slipping my mind. So in the meantime, I'm going to talk about golf because it took like four tries or four games for me to figure out how the hell golf works. But now I got it. And now I just got to make sure that I don't dedicate like hours on golf, uh, which is a possibility. Trap. That's the Yakuza trap. You're going to start is. playing a game. Now that I know, but I will say now that I understand golf, and for the viewers too, golf is way easier than baseball. When you click, when the rules click, this so it's it's so like a lot better, in yeah, my opinion. I agree because baseball is so hard. It's hard. It's super hard to hit the ball, and then not only is it just hitting the ball at the right time but you actually have to move and coordinate and guess what where the trick ball or you know the curve ball is gonna go that's hard that's difficult there's a tip for you though lisa you could use the touchpad on the ps4 controller to move the ball or move like the 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 circle to match where the circle is gonna hit and then you can just press the x button from there yeah which is easier for me i think because i can have I think almost it is precise too. coordination yeah in Yakuza 5, um, I, like, I gave up on baseball in a lot of instances, but I know that in Yakuza 5, um, the better you are in baseball, then you can slow down time. Oh, interesting. And it, it's, like, better. It, it's kind of like a, a climax. You, you actually have a baseball climax. Cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. Hmm. Well, overall... We're not going to talk too much about Yakuza Kiwami 2 since we're definitely going to be doing a spoiler cast sometime in the next month or so. I know. About, talking about our thoughts on the game, how we feel about the future of where the series is going as far as the re-releases on PS4 that are yeah. supposedly being released in the West, but we'll see. Um, I think, P- now, I think uh, in Japan, Yakuza 3 is already out. That makes sense. Yeah. Not not a Kiwami, like just a regular Yakuza 3 is out. Which I'm actually okay with. I'd rather them just port the games over in the, in like 60 frames per second over to uh, the PS4 since the games are already, like 3, 4, and 5 are already beautiful looking. I don't think they need a remake. They just need to be translated properly. Yeah, for sure. Because the cause Zero and Kiwami use the same engine. Yes. As uh, 3, 4, 5. Yes. So, I mean, so technically, you have a PS3 now, too. So Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's true. But I'd rather just wait for the re-releases. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one thing I want to say about Daigo, which I won't go into so much detail, but just off of Daigo in Chapter 2 and in, in the end of Chapter 1, a thing that happens in Yakuza 6 makes way much more sense now that I've received more context in this Kiwami 2 game. And I think you can probably guess what I'm talking about, potentially. 
I haven't gotten too far yet, but I kind of understand what you're talking about. Yeah. No, no, no. I, you didn't have to go that far to understand it. But, like, it's just something con- It helps contextually more in Yakuza 6 now that I'm playing this game. I, I'm not putting it together. You're going to have to either tell me after the podcast or vaguely hint to me right now. Oh, okay. I'll just tell you later then. <laughs> okay. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> um, aside from Yakuza Kiwami 2, actually, I bought Shenmue, but I haven't played it yet. Yeah. Um, I mean, Kiwami's a long game, so. Uh, yeah, I know. We're on for the long ride, right? Alicia? We're we're here for the long haul. <laughs> but if you wanted to alternate games like every other day or so, Shenmue is there for you. Oh, Shenmue. Caress me, Shenmue. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. Sure. So Kevin on the Discord posted this comment, and it's um called the Microsoft All Access Program. Uh-huh. And it's this concept that um, if you purchase an Xbox in the future, it's going to be a two-year financing. So it's similar to a U.S. cell phone plan where instead of buying the console whole and you just pay the flat $300, you're going to be paying, like for example, like $20 a month or like $15 a month to finance the console huh so yeah yeah i was reading up on that i think it's interesting that they're doing it with a video game console because you would never do that with anything else other than a phone yeah i know that's pretty interesting i don't think i would ever do it though simply because I'd, i feel better just paying everything up front yeah, yeah, but it, I I don't know. Be, um, I haven't looked into it, but I don't know if you have an option to p- pay the full, or you have to do the financing now because you know you know how cell phones you don't have an option to just pay the entire thing off anymore. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. I didn't look that deep into it. Yeah. I think, yeah. In my opinion, I think that it's a very uh, like, I appreciate the idea for sure, especially for people who want to own a console, but they can't flat out pay like 300 at once because it's not it's not a loan either where the interest accumulates. It's, it's just that same price. It's just split up. So that's cool. I'm just skeptical about it because I think it leads to a lot of opportunity for um, I'm not I'm not saying this as a as a knock at Microsoft, but any company that do does this, I can easily see how a company can take advantage of this. Yeah, I agree. And I hope they don't because I know they're trying to like focus this towards students who can't really pay for a console up front but want to play video games. But maybe not just students, maybe other people as well that can't afford consoles up front. But still, I hope they don't do that with everything in their lineup. That'd be horrible. That'd be weird. It would be. I don't, I don't trust I don't, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't trust it either. I would never do it. If I were to buy an Xbox, I would just pay. I don't trust the man, Jeremy. Yeah. Well, that's also why I haven't bought an Xbox yet either. One of the reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mentioned, I think I mentioned this last podcast. The only reason I would buy an Xbox would be for exclusives like the rare stuff and the Halo stuff. But that's yeah. But I don't yeah, think no. Microsoft. I don't think Microsoft would do this. But I'm just par. I'm paranoid. Um, simply because what 
Apple especially does with their phones is that it's like new phones are and the firmware is updated on purpose so that after two years, there's a visible wear in your hardware. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, you have an Android, correct? Yeah, I don't have an iPhone. Okay, so Apple does so Apple does this thing where um every two years, uh when a new or just when a new phone comes out, um old versions of the phone, um the fir- the newest firmware that you update is made in such a way that throttles old versions, prompting you to eventually buy a newer version of the phone. That's messed up. Yeah, so that's so like I I think it was Kevin who said this on the Discord, but like uh like a like a console company can't do that because developers like a lot of them take more than 2 years to develop a game, which makes so like that makes sense and like that's some like something less to worry about. But like for example, if Microsoft changes their complete business model and they want more like like their games no longer are geared towards like storylines then potentially like Microsoft can do things but I mean we'll see what happens yeah I hope it doesn't go down that route yeah it's okay we still got PC Sony and Nintendo but hoping they don't follow suit usually Microsoft and Sony are the ones that usually are neck and neck with each other and and copy each other and Nintendo's over on the corner like hey guys we're, we're making toys you want some I can picture Sony doing some dumb shit potentially in the future, but we'll see what happens. Oh, God, I hope not, because they followed <laughs> they followed Microsoft with the whole pay for the internet thing. Yeah. Uh, it was so lame. <laughs> Whatever. I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. Um, are there any other things you want to discuss? We can go into a comment that we have from our Discord, if not. Um... No. Any no questions or comments we got from other places? Um, Hooded Dude posted a comment on YouTube about our the latest podcast that was posted, so episode 67. Do you have in front of you? <laughs> Not at this moment, but what's okay. the comment on the Discord? Oh, uh, Divine Eater Aron on our Discord says, This episode is crazy in reference to episode 67. More drinking episodes, please. Well, <laughs> you got it, buddy. We'll do another one. <laughs> That's funny. Why not? Why yeah. not? <laughs> Why not? So, Hooded Dude on episode 67 of the podcast on YouTube commented, shout out to me getting the game early, but I haven't had a lot of time to play it, unfortunately. I think you're referencing Yakuza Kiwami 2? I think so. Because he was the first person to post on the Discord. Shout out to our shout out to everyone on our Discord, by the way, real quick, because y'all are the best. Y'all are holding it down. I'm doing my best to respond to everyone and like talk to you guys, but sometimes I get super busy at work and it's just so hard to multitask. But I will find time to respond to everyone. And if you're listening to this right now, you should join our Discord. Go to downtime.live, scroll down to the bottom left corner, click on join our community, click on community, and it'll lead you to a page where you can automatically join our Discord. Yes. And if you um, 
want to follow us, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, then you're already probably following one of our platforms, which is either Apple Podcasts, iTunes, um, Stitcher, uh, uh, what else? Um, YouTube or Podbean, which is where the feed is at. And on top of that, um, feel free to always post a comment on one of our platforms. Or if you listen to us through Apple Podcasts and iTunes, uh, write us a shout out review and we'll read it on here. Hell yeah. We love reading your stuff. We love reading your comments, your questions. Please send them our way. Yes. And then last but not least, if you want to send us anything the old fashioned way, uh, you can either go to contact at downtime.live or actually go to our website, www.downtime.live, and there's a contact form there. Yep, yep. Anything you want to add, Lisa, before I close this out? Um, no, not really. Um, oh, so in Superstar BTS, they added the latest BTS album on there. Oh, my God. And it's uh, like... I'm so frustrated because the okay I I think that a big compare so a comparison to the way that Superstar BTS does their um weekly achievements is very similar to something like World of Warcraft or Diablo um uh-huh. and the achievements for this new album straight up like benefit people who are f- pay to play again Oh, that's lame. It's so dumb. Like, I can only get to, like, the second level of achievement. I can't even get... And I can't even go past the second level because I don't freaking do pay-to-play. Anyways, that is my complaint for the week. Well, you heard it here first, everyone. I know. Oh, and then last but not least, I returned Monster Hunter World to Gamefly and... I'm going to give Gamefly one more chance. The next thing on my queue is the new Spider-Man game, which comes out next week. All right, Gamefly. So you heard I it. am, I'm genuine, and it's that's been on my queue for a while, like since I created the account. So I'm genuinely curious if I'm going to be one of the first people to receive one of their Spider-Man discs. Spoiler alert, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, we'll find out they might surprise me they might not they might be exactly the same and we're in the same sort of relationship but you know uh. <laughs> we'll see what happens you heard that game flight she's giving you one last chance one last chance <laughs> here we go yep <laughs> um nothing else from my end so i just want to tell everyone thank you all for listening to the 68th episode of downtime podcast with yes. Lisa and Jeremy. Oh, and then one more one more th- comment that I wanted to make is that um, we're getting a lot of new uh, listeners, which is cool, and welcome to the podcast. Um, there's a lot of episodes we have done which are outdated at this point because, for example, we've talked about Gabe's 2017, but, you know, you're free to listen to those, but I just wanted to make a comment that basically every game, almost, like, basically, like, we have three Yakuza spoiler casts for Yakuza 0, Kiwami, and 6 in our backlog. If for anyone who is interested in listening, they're one of our previous episodes that you have to look back towards. Cool. Thanks, Elisa. Yeah. 
I have one more comment to add to that. We do not update our SoundCloud anymore, and I'll make an official announcement this weekend. On, I'll put it on the SoundCloud. But I just want to tell you guys that please don't listen to our SoundCloud if you're looking for new episodes. It's The SoundCloud is more like an archive. So if you want to listen to something on SoundCloud that we made before a certain point, I think it was episode 48 or something, 58, one of the 50s or 40s, then, um, yeah. Again, everyone, you've, listen, you've been listening to the 68th episode of Downtime Podcast with Elisa and Jeremy. I hope everyone has a great Labor Day weekend, and I hope you all have a good night. This is really convenient because right now, a train is passing, so I'm glad we ended this podcast right the, now. Pl- the train is playing you off. The, the yes. Train is playing you off with the outro music. Do you hear I it? know. Good night. <laughs> good night. <laughs>